Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the ninth episode of Behind Closed Doors. Before this session begins, let me spark my spliff so we can get to this shit. On the ninth episode of Behind Closed Doors, I'm going to talk about bullying and what that means to me, what the hell it done to me. But before I begin, I would love to share some affirmations to set the tone a little bit. So if you just close your eyes and just say with me, I hold myself in love and light. I am free to be me. I control my anger, alter my thinking, and delete my negativity. What is a bully? Someone who uses force or abuse to intimidate others, unfortunately. Why does someone bully? People bully for a lot of reasons, but let me give you an example. I remember growing up, um, I went to elementary school part-time. Like, for first grade, I went to elementary school in Staten Island. And then um, my parents transferred me to elementary school in Brooklyn. So I did my second through fifth grade year in Sunset Park. Very interesting. Very, very interesting experience, I might say. But my first experience with a, like, classmate up here was um, I was sitting down in a round table. Um, I was learning and training how to be a mediator. And I was observing a mediation that was happening. And one of the individuals who was um, a mediator with me sat, I believe, to the left of me. And there was a little girl between us who was doing the mediation. And um, while the mediation was taking place, the little girl kept moving over. So me being a child, not, you know, knowing or thinking, just minding my business, I moved back over, like, next to her because I'm thinking, oh, she's trying to make space for somebody else. That's what I was thinking. Um, When the girl kept moving over, I stopped moving next to her. She turned to the other peer mediator who was learning with me, and she said to her in Spanish, because it was a dual language school, I don't want to sit next to her because she's dark. Um, I was in third grade at the time. I didn't really understand racism. I didn't really understand just color in that way, but that day really put it like forward to me that I'm a black girl. And it was it was very interesting after that the different experiences i endured growing up have you ever been in a situation where you were judged and ridiculed for no reason if you've answered yes then my friend i'm sorry you were in that predicament i remember as young as second grade being called fat gordita you know the names and like I said I went to a dual language school so I was learning from young that I was different you know in all different ways physically appearance wise skin color all that and um as I reflect back and talk through my inner child I wish I got that experience that other children's have you know where they didn't feel different where they were able to express themselves freely and creatively and actually be their authentic selves that's what I wish I endured I was a little husky baby girl it wasn't only in school 
my beautiful family gave me nicknames like bubble butt had a big ass since birth literally literally if you see my baby pictures that ain't just the diaper it's booty <laughs> it is booty like i said as i grew older my mother's brother kevin wasn't the nicest i mean he was rude for no reason called me pig roly-poly and many other degrading names i'm 24 right now and one thing I can really be appreciative about is my growth, the challenges that I've grown through and learned about and also were blessed through, you know, and every day I, I take it one step at a time, but I'm grateful. I know when I talk about my past, there's things I wish I could change, but one thing that I don't wish I could change is me. And I know when I was young... I wanted to change myself, my appearance, who I was so badly because of just the words. You know, when they say sticks and stones will break my bones and my names and whatever, whatever, like the words really got to me. And I don't think people understand or I didn't think people understood. But as I've grown older to understand, it's not them who need to understand. It's me who needs to understand. It's not them who needs to validate me. It's me who needs to validate myself. Like I said, my self-esteem growing up was very low. Individuals' validations meant a lot to me, especially boys, unfortunately. But that changed now. When I tell you, that has changed now. My father is a loving individual. How he shows it made me develop a different type of love language. You know, we all have our different types of love language. And I've learned that I'm a person who enjoys words of affirmation and quality time. You know, Um, I grew up in a family where you say you love somebody, but sometimes the actions don't show that. And I had to learn as an adult that my parents are human. Um... I had to learn that people make mistakes, but I had to also learn that people try and that had to be acknowledged, you know, and through the ordeals I experienced, I had to understand that immensely. Middle school Cameron got a daily motherfucking dose of bullying from her peers for no reason. Let me break this down to you. I was about... 150, 155 at fifth grade, and I just kept eating. And when I said eating, I meant eating, eating. Like, I would have probably. Okay, so sixth grade, I went to middle school in Carroll Gardens. There was a place by the train station called Frank's Bomb Ass Food. Um, I used to get um, an order of cheese fries and two slices of pizza. Um, as my snack um, to head to my mother's office or to head home before dinner um, because I didn't really like school lunch and I didn't really like bringing lunch um, so that was kind of like a routine I kept up for a while um, yeah it was not the best experience food was a comfort for me 
food made me feel safe. Food understood me. Food was just there, you know? Um, But the ridicule, the comments were really hurtful, especially from this guy I told I liked um, named Raymond, who also um, lived in Staten Island. It It was very interesting. The two individuals from Staten Island beefing. And it wasn't even me beefing, it was him beefing with himself and I was just the projection. When I say projection, I mean outsource. I told him I liked him and after that I was called every name in the book. Why? Because I told him I liked him. But that wasn't the real reason. He was a big kid himself. It was a projection of what he was feeling eternally. And the one thing that is sad, that took me many, many years to not just work through, but to accept was the reason why I was picked on, you know? Um, A lot of people would be like, well, because of this and this and this and this. I had to bless these individuals. I had to really bless them. And by blessing them, I blessed myself by not holding on to that grudge of self-hatred because of individuals who didn't like me for who I was for no reason, have no explanation, except fuck them, but also bless them. Middle school taught me so much, unfortunately. Sadly, a lot of the positive moments are overshadowed by the horrific, gruesome experience I endured every day. The summer before seventh grade, I was at fat camp. You heard that? Fat camp. Child, like I said, it was an experience. Very interesting. Going into it, I didn't think much of it. When my parents dropped me off, I was drinking a cherry Coca-Cola at the time. It was an all-girls camp. When I pulled out that soda, To quench my thirst, beans came out, asking if I was going to finish that because once we got on the bus, there was no more sugar, no more processed sugar, you know? And it was interesting, like I said before. I didn't know anybody. Truthfully, I didn't know myself either. That summer... I didn't spend, like, the whole summer at fat camp, but it was part of my summer, and it it was an experience. The positive that my mom saw in it was to help me feel better about myself, to help me be more active, to help me think about food differently. The negative I saw from it was somebody trying to change me, and I didn't see that the change was trying to be beneficial for me health-wise, you know, um... And I'm grateful. Like, I had some... It, I'm going to go into the story with the fat camp, but it was it was just an experience that I, as I look back on it now, I'm grateful for. It gave me a different look on food that I now follow today in my, um, not diet, because I'm not on a diet, but just my eating. My living regime is so much different than how I was growing up and how I was a couple years ago, you know? That summer, I just turned 12. I weighed a little less than 200. Back in fifth grade, I weighed around 150, like I said. 
to be honest. My adolescence was hard to understand. I was round in the face and in the waist. Like I said, it was tough to understand because to observe, to feel, to hear, to not be heard, but be seen, you know? I developed anxiety through words and feelings, opinions. Fast forward to the sixth grade, the peers in school, I made were judgmental. But that's what I thought friendships would be like, you know, from past experiences. And it's interesting as I think about the friends I had in sixth grade, especially the friends I had in like elementary school. Ooh, child. I didn't know what friendship was. I thought, oh, you're being nice to me in a, a weird way. It was nice but judgmental, you know. And um, I learned that that's not a friend. No matter what, that's not somebody who says they care about you. That's not somebody who says they love you, regardless if they have words and their actions don't match it. You have to have enough self-worth to be like, nah, bro, I deserve better. And I didn't know at that time. Every day after school, like I said, I was traveling home by myself from Brooklyn to Staten Island. I grabbed me my two slices of pizza and my cheese fries. I did that the whole school year. I was being bullied. Food was comfort. It didn't talk back to me. Being almost 200 pounds, looking back on that, was scary at that age. You know? Like, I can't believe I was even 150 in fifth grade, you know? That was different. But I didn't know a different way to outsource my pain. I also didn't know how to communicate my pain. And I think that's something I look back on and reflect on how I wish I knew how to express myself much differently. But I didn't. And I wish I understood just you know, the pain that I was going through. I wish I can comfort myself. I really wish I could have comfort myself at that age and really console myself and find the right type of friends to help me not just feel better about myself, but understand that what the individual is saying don't matter, you know? And I feel like your circle really is a reflection of who you are just because people, the way we think, you sometimes can influence others. And I think if you have other people who are thinking positively, that influence others to think positively. I feel like energies match. That's what I think, you know? And I still think it's sad that when I think back to middle school... I wonder if I didn't tell Raymond I liked him, would I have endured all of that? Maybe, probably still, but maybe not to the degree of disgust because I'm like, I'm getting bullied because I like you. Oh, you're, you're basically bullying me because you're basically trying to tell me I'm disgusting. Okay. Like, bro, we're literally the same size, same height. Like, I didn't understand. 
like, like after that day I told him, like I told you, he he went to town every single day. Constant threats as well for no reason. I wasn't a mean kid. I enjoyed life and adventures. Like, every day I would go to school and he would constantly be making fun of me. My light got dim and dimmer, you know? Day by day, it felt like nobody cared, honestly. Like, the teachers, my friends, like, people heard the shit and nobody said, what the hell is your problem? But I know if the roles were reversed, I would have said something. But that's one thing I learned, is to not expect me from others. And I grew up to understand that. Like, I said, my light got dimmer and dimmer. Like... Like I said, nobody cared. They just stood there and watched the live action. The perspective of school I saw growing up was a safe learning environment. That's what I did not experience at BCS. At the crack-ass dawn in the morning, Raymond would be threatening me, calling me names, pushing me up on, pushing up on me. And when I mean pushing up on me, I mean like home gonna be pushing like me to my locker and shit like that. And I'm over here, I will fight back because I'm like, yo, you're not gonna keep punking me. But also you have to understand that like I wasn't that type of like routiness. I was not type of like aggressive. I didn't have that type of defense mechanism yet. I didn't develop that. But one time, like. Mm. <laughs> Once I'm walking from school to my mother's job, Raymond spat on me. I was trying to leave the train station at the time. Remembering this enrages me as I talk about it, but also it helps me understand the shit I put up with, you know, and how that was not okay. But also understanding that my worth and the way I determined it at that age was so unfortunate. Like, physically, I felt like, oh, I had to be at the look a certain way, all this, yada, 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 yada. And I didn't. I had to be healthy, of course. But I did not have to look away for anybody but me. And that's the shit I did not know. And I feel like at 24 understanding that and still learning that is a beautiful sight to see for me you know and understanding that at the age when I endured all this shit I didn't need that I didn't deserve that but sadly I say if I did not endure that shit I would not be the person I am today to understand the shit I endured to move through that shit you know And that's one thing I can be so grateful to say at this moment, that I am me, I am beautiful, I am free, and I am constantly growing and understanding my blessings and understanding my lessons to just learn how to be better, you know, and not better at this, that, or the third, but just be a better individual, wholesome, mind, body, and soul, that type of individual, As I remember this, I'm remembering from a different age, and the comfortability I had was I did not like confrontation, and I meant every type of confrontation. 
any type. I did not like it. It, it, I, w- I was very anxious. I, um, my flight or fight mode was very flight at the moment. Um, but the one thing I, I realized from the friends I had at the time who were Kaya, Martha, Lena in middle school, they taught me that people come and go and you have to stay strong in yourself to understand that people come and go, but that's not a reflection of you. You know, I was a good friend. I had my moments. You know, we all have our moments. But I was a friend who needed comfort, who needed stability. And they weren't that, unfortunately. And like I said, the summer going into seventh grade, I was in fat camp. I had pressure because of what I dealt with sixth grade to come back for seventh grade, a different type of me. You know, looking better, smaller, mind, body, soul, hip, 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 all that good shit, you know? And it was sad how I focused so much on my appearance that I didn't work on my my mental to help me understand why I was enduring that. And not saying that, like, I was, what's the word I want to say? Not saying that my parents were not there for me, but I think the availability I wish I had to explain, I don't think that was given enough. And I also don't think the guidance counselors really understood what I was going through and why I was going through that. Um, But... I don't like to talk about other people's, you know, what they were going through. But it was interesting seeing a kid who was just so angry for no reason. And really understanding why that happened. And really holding no fault of that because I did nothing to that kid. But really accepting that... Sometimes the type of energy you carry, it attracts negativity. And not saying you're a negative person, but sometimes your light is so bright that people want to dim it. And he was a dimmer. And I had to understand. And today, as I'm saying this, I bless him and whatever he's doing. Because I hold no fault to him anymore for who he was. That person is who he is. I am who I am, and I'm going to love me, and I'm going to be this divine individual spirit in a vessel, and keep it the fuck pushing. Like I said, I'm remembering reflecting about this, and as I think about these events, it brings up emotions that I know I shouldn't have went through, you know? But one thing I can say is when somebody's bullying you, don't match energy. 
don't don't you know match evil with evil like I had to understand why somebody does what they do my uncle the one who used to pick on me is still the same way and it's sad because he's not like that to anybody but his family and I always wonder like what happened to you and I as I see how he treats my mother my cousin my grandma I just think like wow there's a hurt individual inside all I can say is I bless you and all your endeavors and I hope you work through what you gotta work through for your benefit and not have to carry that hate around on them shoulders cause that's heavy that's a lot of pressure especially if you don't understand why yeah that's the that's the annoying shit if, why you don't understand why you just hate everything that's when you just be like damn I'm depressed. Damn, I'm, you know? And sometimes you find little things to distract yourself and that are not good. And unfortunately, I fell into that pattern a few times with evil souls and evil spirits who just wanted to see me down for no reason. I was wondering why I was attracting that type of just negativity. Then I stopped and I had to reflect and be like, who am I? And why am I doing this? And as I learned that, I realized I need to stop looking and searching and wanting something. I have to just let what comes, comes. And what I attract comes. As I keep working on myself and developing myself and bettering myself. Because my focus right now is not a relationship. My focus... Excuse me. My focus is not a relationship with others in a romantic way like that. Like I love my, I love my partner. I love just the the beautiful soul he is. But I love me, and I love my growth. And I love my understanding. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening, beautiful people. That's all for episode nine, part one of Behind Closed Doors. Hopefully. This just, you know, just puts you in a mood of reflection, you know, and also self-awareness and mindfulness, because sometimes we don't really know what our subconscious is doing when we're on autopilot. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day, beautiful people. Please stay soulful. Thank you.